Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I am your host, Josh Hyman, taking you all on a solo episode today. First and foremost, I hope everybody is having a happy Halloween. Um, Big holiday here, of course. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, love dressing up in costumes and all that stuff. Obviously, everyone, hopefully, make sure everyone's staying safe, you know, not going to big parties, still being responsible, but still hope everyone's having fun. Um, I love looking through all the old blues Halloween costumes. Uh, the the Robert Bortuzzo dressing up as like a unicorn that one year. Him and Sanford have had some good costumes. Um, Fabry had some good costumes back when he was with the team. Uh, so that's always fun. I saw uh, Tarasenko had a good one this year, too. I don't even remember what it was, but he had it on his story. Uh, him and his son were dressing up together, which was which was cool to see. Um, cute there. But, uh, yeah, today is going to be a ni- nice, easy solo episode from me. Um, not covering anything too, too in-depth. Just going to talk about uh, some of the remaining free agents. Kind of that's really all we've been able to cover these last few days. Uh, it's been a slow news, no, news week. Um, not a lot of movement in the NHL. Um, so not, not too much to talk about, but I'm going to get into some of the free agent news, uh, rumors there, uh, talk about the, some of the latest news come out of the OHL, uh, the, the no checking rule that is potentially happening there that has a lot of people, uh, confused up in arms. So I'm going to get into that. Um, and I think I'm going to talk about the, the Dallas stars, new uniforms as well, as I haven't really touched on that too, too much. Uh, they got released a couple days ago and, and there are definitely some strong opinions on that. So I'm going to get into that. Um, but first and foremost, uh, there was an article on Sportsnet uh, discussing RFAs, uh, unsigned RFAs, and considering that includes um, Vince Dunn, I think it would be a, a good topic to really um, break down and talk about there. So first and foremost, um, Matthew Barzal is is a uh, is an RFA right now has not been signed yet does not have arbitration rights um, but a, a really important player obviously for the Islanders um, right now he, he obviously was coming off of his rookie deal 863k but he has been a franchise player for the Islanders definitely uh, a guy that they want to lock up um, so I, I, I could see that one's tricky because Lou Lamorello is, is kind of, tends to be a little stubborn with that stuff. Um, I, I can't see an offer sheet there just because it would be a gigantic deal. But um, I, I think that that one might take a little bit of time. But they should be able to to lock him up, I think, long term. I'm not too, too concerned about the Islanders with that one. Um, moving on. <clears throat> Let's see. Next free agent we're looking at is... Uh, Anthony Sorelli, which is an interesting case out of Tampa because they have a lot of free agents still. Um, I think they, they've had a lot of ca- some cap space trouble. Um, I could see a potential offer sheet uh, coming his way. Um, I, I don't know. Again, I don't think I wouldn't see that. Um, 
I, I don't see anything getting signed there. Uh, similar to last year, uh, we saw with oh god, who I can't remember who it was. Um, regard the the it was uh, Max Domi, was it? I don't remember. No, not Max Domi. I don't know. I don't remember the uh, the uh, one with Montreal. Oh, Sebastian Ajo. Duh. Um, Sebastian Ajo in Carolina. I, I feel like. Um, I feel like that that's a likely scenario if we even are to see an offer sheet with someone like Sorelli. Um, but yeah, important piece for the Lightning. Young player there, instrumental in their cup run. Um, definitely a guy that Tampa wants to lock up long term. Uh, could be a, a future uh, stud for them. Um, he's, he's a good good depth player there. Um, I, I, which why, which is why I'd see a uh, potential offer seat sheet because he's not like a star for Tampa, so we wouldn't be getting a huge, huge contract, but he'd be definitely be getting a raise um, from his rookie deal. And I could see a team kind of maybe overpaying a little bit there, trying trying to give him an offer sheet. And a big name is Pierre Luc Dubois uh, for the Blue Jackets. Um, he's he's emerged as a franchise player after kind of being questionable. Um, <clears throat> at his draft spot a couple of years back, I know it raised some questions there, but he was uh, he's he's kind of proven the haters wrong. Um, played really really well. Um, last season, uh, third straight twenty goals. Or he was on pace for his third straight twenty goal season, but was unable to reach that plateau due to the shortened season. But he he's definitely a, a franchise center for them. Everything that they expected. Um, uh, out of that third overall pick. And I know there were questions last year because he was playing with Panarin, you know, was Panarin just boosting his, his stat line, but he was able to uh, kind of exceed his, his former, any of his former totals without Panarin by his size. So that kind of silenced all questions there. Um, there, there is a lot of cap space uh, for, for Columbus. So I don't think it's going to be too much of a challenge to get him locked up. Um, looking at another Tampa name on the list, Mikhail Sergachev. Um, this is where things get a little, a little tricky. Um, Tampa only has 2.9 million in cap space, I believe, right now. So, Sergachev, Sorelli, and Cernak are, are three of the guys they they need to lock up, and and right now they just don't have the cap space to do it. So, it's going to be really interesting to see what Tampa does um, in the coming days, just as a result of their uh, cap crunch. They're going to need to get creative, but that's what happens after you win a Stanley Cup. Uh, Casualties, cap casualties happen, especially when the cap is flat like it is this year. So it's going to be interesting to see what they can do. Um, and then we get to some of the uh, some of the lesser names, like, for example, Ryan Pulock uh, has arbitration rights. Those are filed, so we don't really need to worry about that. Don't need to talk about that. Mackenzie Blackwood uh, out of New Jersey. Nothing too special there. Uh, Jake Zabrowski out of Boston is an interesting one. Um, does not have arbitration rights important for for Boston uh, they have uh, around seven million dollars in cap space so um, they're not gonna need that much for Jake DeBrusque I don't think they should be able to lock him up uh, and have a little bit of cap space left over but again who knows they just let Tory Krug walk and and they haven't really done much otherwise so maybe uh, Boston goes out and signs a big fish and then all of a sudden has a little bit less cap space than than we expected them to have who knows um, all right before we continue before we get into the last few 
RFAs. Before I move on, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. You know them. You love them. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and the new and improved Built Bar is even delicious. There are 18 amazing flavors, including their nut and non-nut flavors, and then there are six brand new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, including the 12 original classics, including German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, peanut butter brownie. They're delicious, and all bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew, and the best part is they are healthy. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious treat, and they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for someone on a diet. My personal favorite flavor is the peanut butter. Now, if you're getting the peanut butter, you get 19 grams of protein, only 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and only 5 grams of net carbs, so they are really good for you. Uh, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Definitely check them out. They're delicious. I couldn't recommend them enough. And we will be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, all right, all right. Scrolling down the list, uh, next name that comes up is Ryan Strom, 27-year-old center right wing for the New York Rangers. Um, had 59 points last year. Definitely a breakout performance for him. Um, he had a cap of $3.1 million last year, and he has arbitration rights, which are filed. So he'll be back in a Ranger uniform next year. Um, Anthony Mantha, 26-year-old left wing, right wing. Had $3.3 million uh, against the cap. Last season, arbitration rights he did have, but are not filed. Um, so he has the same points per game as Barzal. Played 19 minutes a night, 38 points in the season uh, in last season with a ton of injuries. Was playing really, really well. Um, I've had him on my fantasy team a few years. He's a he's a he's a beast. Uh, he does struggle with injuries, which is tough. Um, and, and I think that's also going to be tough in terms of an, a potential extension. I could see definitely a bridge deal for Mantha, give him like a two or three year deal, especially with that flat cap and the expansion draft coming up. Those two year deals are so, so popular. Um, so I could definitely see something like that for Mantha and a, kind of a prove it deal. See if he can stay healthy and put up big numbers like, like the team thinks he can. Um, moving down, Mackenzie Weger, not too important. Vince, done. All right. So this is a big one for St. Louis, obviously 23 year old defenseman, $722,000 against the cap last year. No arbitration for him. Um, first of all, I like that his bargaining chips, the first thing it says is he's a gamer, um, which he is. Uh, definitely want to bring Dunn back, especially with losing Petrangelo. Um, I would definitely see a short-term bridge deal uh, for for Dunn here. And hey, shout out to uh, Gabe Foley, his tweets in this Sportsnet article. I don't know if he listens, but uh, good buddy Gabe getting getting his tweet in an article. a boy. a boy. Um so yeah, I could definitely see a short-term um, deal for Vince Dunn. That would make the most sense, in my opinion. Uh, a bridge deal, short, uh, like I said, short-term, uh, lower AAV, hopefully. Blues have his rights. Shouldn't be much of a worry about getting him locked up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, moving down, Ethan Bear. Um, played a lot of minutes for the Oilers last season. Averaged almost 22 minutes a night. 21 points in his rookie year at the defense position. Uh, played pretty well for, for Edmonton. Um, no arbitration rights, but he's only 23. Oilers should lock him up easily. Uh, fun name here out of Dallas. Maybe my favorite name in the NHL, Rupe Hints. 23-year-old left wing. 
Um, not coming off a rookie deal again, 20 goal season or on pace for 20 goal season, I should say. Um, he's probably going to come in at around three million a year, if I were to if I were to guess. I know they brought in Gary Yanov as well. Uh, Dallas shouldn't have too much of a problem bringing back hints. He was really really good for them, um, and I noticed him every time they played the Blues. So definitely a guy that they're going to want to lock up. Uh, moving down the list, Jesper Bratt is the last name that they mentioned. So nothing really too special there. I, I could obviously see um, him getting locked up pretty easily by New Jersey. Not too big of a name there. Uh, looking at some of the remaining UFAs, just talk about that for a few minutes before we jump into the last segment, being the OHL and and their checking. This is as well as the Dallas Stars uniforms. Actually, you know what? Let's talk about that now. Um, so the Dallas Stars came out with with brand new uniforms. Um, let me pull them up on my phone really, really quickly before I before I talk about them too much. Um, so the Dallas Stars came out with brand new uniforms. Um, and they were not at all what I was expecting. Um, it, they were they're black with neon green uh, decals. <sighs> I'm gonna be honest. I think these jerseys look really nice. Um, I, I think they're getting a lot of hate on on social media. I know some of my buddies have been texting me telling me they look atrocious. Um, I think on the ice. With the with the blacked out visor and the blacked out gloves and the blacked out helmet, I think they might look really really nice with the right lighting, or they could look like absolute crap. Uh, and I will eat crow, but um, I, I think they're 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 pretty nice. Um, I think they're they're pretty innovative, especially considering a lot of the other jerseys we've seen released lately have been kind of boring, low effort almost. Um, these stars uniforms are anything but. They're they're extremely vibrant, loud, um, and hey, they just made the Stanley Cup final they didn't win but uh they have a right to 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 be a little be a little a little obnoxious a little loud for sure i like the uniforms a lot um i look forward to seeing uh more uniforms getting released i think some of the some of the ones we've seen this offseason have been have been uh pretty bold uh the new flame jerseys are awesome the stars jerseys are, are pretty nice as well uh Santa's jerseys look nice uh, i'm excited to see um what else i got moving um uh, what other teams can can pull up if the Blues come up with something that'd be great. Uh, looking at some UFAs, um, I know we've been talking about this uh, nonstop. It's but it's just so interesting how it's, the market's been taking such a pause. Like all the the, the bigger names got signed, but then you see a guy like Mike Coffin still sitting around. And I know uh, Blues may be interested in a guy like him, but I, I personally just after looking at it, looking at remembering that they still have Vince Dunn, I really don't see the Blues getting a guy like Hoffman unless it's. Um, Unless it's farther, a lot farther down the line, their cap space is a lot clearer. Which, granted, Hoffman could have the patience to wait for. Um, he could, he could be patient and just sit back and wait uh, for for teams to figure out their cap space. But I think he's going to sign sooner rather than later, which uh, is not what the Blues want. But um, if they were to go after him and try to sign him, but I, I don't, I don't think. Um, that would be a, a name the Blues necessarily go after. It wouldn't make a whole lot of sense right now. If they were to make some trades, I could see it. Uh, free up some caps, some other way. Maybe some uh, uh, if they put Seen and Tarasenko on the long term injured reserve. Um, who knows? Um, the because other than that Krug extension, um, they don't really. They, they're not too cap strapped. I think uh, they do need to sign Vince Dunn. Obviously, right now they're they're at projected zero dollars in, in cap space. But if they were to put um, Tarasenko and Cena injured reserve, they'd have plenty of cap space. So that's not really a worry there. Um, but again, that's why I think 
uh, expecting the Blues to go after a UFA right now is just a little unrealistic because of their they're kind of cap strapped as it is. Um, not to not not handcuffed by any means. Like they they can make the moves that they need to make in order to bring their team back, but I don't think that there's really room for a UFA to come in right now. Um, granted, we could see things change overnight. You know, we could wake up tomorrow and see that guys have been put on the injured reserve or, or um, guys have been traded. Uh, who knows what, what we could see. Um, so uh, it's definitely going to be a, a rocky few months uh, in terms of cap space. We've been saying that uh, for weeks now, but, but we're getting to the end of it. Um, teams coming together forming together kind of nicely i would like to see a little more a little more uh work done on this team before we start the next season but but we got to just be patient with that unfortunately all right we're getting close to the end of today's episode so i'm just gonna take one more short break and then i'll come back with the last segment for today all right so the news that's got Everyone talking. No body checking allowed in upcoming OHL season, says Ontario Sports Minister. So um, they're they're removing body checking from the OHL in an attempt to reduce the spread of COVID. Now, I support the mindset. I do. I think it's good that they're trying to take action and prevent the spread of COVID, but this doesn't make any sense to me. Um, why you're removing body checking, but you're keeping face-offs. You're, you're like it just it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like I know there was a there was a breakout in some some league. I couldn't couldn't tell you where. Uh, I didn't I didn't re, I don't remember the story well enough, but. Um, players and refs got covid like so one player had it and then it spread to the refs and the refs don't get body checked so clearly body checking is just like almost like a like a like a red herring like they're removing body checking to make it look like they're doing something but in reality it wouldn't be it wouldn't really be um wouldn't really be like a a real definitive change um as a result of of the lack of body checking like i don't think I don't think that's going to be a, a huge success in preventing the spread of COVID. But also, like, the biggest thing for me is what if you're a player who relies on body checking to define your style, to define your game? You know, if you're if you're a 17-year-old kid in the OHL looking to get drafted and, and, and you rely on physicality and, and that's been your staple and all of a sudden, too bad, you, you can't check anymore, what, what the heck are they going to do? It's got to be really frustrating if, if, you're, if you're that type of player. Um, and to, to feel so limited in, in how you can play. Um, it, it, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I know that they've, they've now they've come out and backtracked that decision saying no official decision has been made, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Especially like if you think about like all the other things that are almost more COVID spreading than body checking, like lining up for a face off, breathing directly down each, uh, your opponent's throat, you know, being six inches away from each other, talking to the refs over at the penalty box, uh, water bottles on the bench, just body checking is really the, the, the one thing that you go to, to, to remove it. I get it. If it were like a, a youth league and, and, and you can do that a little more seamlessly and, and, and also implement other changes, but, but to just remove body checking, it just, it seems so, so short-sighted it seems like they wanted to make a decision decision just for the sake of making a decision um i don't know it was silly to me but i think we're close to the end of today's episode so i'm gonna start to wrap this one up thank you all so much for listening it has been a hectic october um lots of school work for me and tommy uh 
crazy five episodes a week season's wrapping up we've been we've been so excited to bring you guys all this news we will be shifting to three episodes a week for the entirety of november and probably staying that way until the nhl season kicks back into full gear so thank you guys so much for all the listenership you've given us over the these uh five episodes a week period we've had a lot of fun with it but we're excited to move back to the three episode a week format we, we feel like we can get uh better better action-packed episodes uh, more content in each episode, only having three section segments a week rather than five. So we're excited for that shift. It's going to be really, really fun. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Lockdown Blues to stay up to date with everything we've got going on. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy on Twitter, Twitter at T Welcher fifteen. Show us your Halloween costumes. I'm dressing up as a hippie. I'm excited. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Um, I know Tommy's dressing up as Joe Exotic. I believe that's great. Show us your costumes. I want to see. Uh, send them to me on Twitter. Send them to my DMs. Reply, send them in the replies. I want to see what you guys are rocking. Definitely let us know. But for now, thanks so much for listening. Hope you guys have a happy Halloween. Please stay safe tonight. Be smart. Um, but enjoy yourself as well. 